Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019 and News Talk STL. If you're watching along on the cameras, on the stream, on one of our social media platforms, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, you'll see that we have company over. I love it when we have company over, Katie. Are we having a headphone problem? Sorry. Uh, this is what happens when Tony is in charge of the headphones. <laughs> this is what happens when Tony's in charge of the headphones. They don't get, they don't work properly. But uh, we have Darren Bailey, as I mentioned, in studio with us, uh, running for Congress in the 12th district of Illinois, which is a big chunk of our Illinois listeners, big chunk of the the St. Louis metro area. Of course, ran against J.B. Pritzker for governor, which is a Monumental undertaking, thanks to the city of Chicago, and of course, uh, somebody who has served the people of Illinois uh, in the state house there as well. Great to see you again. Dan. Well, it's great to be back here, and uh, thank you so much. Beautiful day outside, and yeah. and just as a word of encouragement, I, I really, you know, here in the two days on the eighth, it's uh, early early voting in Illinois. And when we ran for governor, I mean, I'm a farmer. I'm a business person. I don't just jump into something just because it feels good. It's like, no, I think we can do this. And and in Illinois, and I believe it's true uh, all over the place, but especially in Illinois, there's data out there that shows that if 60 percent of all registered voters would actually show up and vote, that we could have won. And, mm. and gosh, in Illinois, it was such a no brainer. It was like, yeah. This this is this is it, yeah. and November eighth came, and forty five percent was wow. all that turned out there. And the excuses I hear, many people are rebelling. They're like, "My vote doesn't count, Chicago, it's rigged." But by far and wide, people had doctor's appointments, they got sick, they were out of town, they their work went over. Get out and put your vote in early, yeah. especially in Southern Illinois. You can trust it a hundred percent. Go yeah. to the courthouse. And, and you can do that uh, next Thursday, this coming Thursday in two days. So I just wanted to throw that out there. No, I think it's a great reminder because voter turnout, I mean, for as long as I've been covering elections, uh, you know, 20 or seven years in radio now, um, as long as I've been covering elections, voter turnout has been a, 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 a struggle. And it's it, it's. I, I understand all of those excuses, you know, oh, it's just one vote, my vote doesn't count, or if you feel like, you know, there's too many of the other side, like in Illinois with Chicago or whatever, but it's the it's the it's the biggest piece of power that a voter has mm-hmm. is their vote. So don't let your voice be silent. It, it, yeah, yeah, right. it's, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's frustrating, uh, and it's something that it, it is a struggle across the country in so many, in so many races. I want to talk about your race, obviously, in just a moment, but I, I want to take advantage of the fact that you were just at the border, which is unbelievable, and of course this this border bill in the Senate uh, that is being so hotly debated in the in the public right now, specifically within the Republican Party, right. two factions of the Republican Party uh, arguing. Uh, for and against this bill. Tell us about that experience at the border and what you saw with your own eyes and, you know, what side of this particular deal that you, you would be on right now. Right. Well, interestingly enough, I don't know if you, you I'm sure you have heard Mitch McConnell just came out a little bit ago and said it's dead on arrival. Oh, okay. So, so 
Um, I knew it was on life support. Yes, <laughs> and Matt Gates and uh, several other uh, uh, Republicans signed on. And just recently did a press conference and, and just stated that uh, you know this all this is nonsense. And mm-hmm. and um, so anyway, uh, had the opportunity to go you know several times to the border. And I just we know we see it every day. We knew what was there. Um, <laughs> my uh, my opponent you know touts that he's been there twice in the last ten months. Well, my question is, where in the heck were you whenever? president trump was running in 2016 you know and this 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 crisis hasn't been high up on our radar like it should have been so so we saw the truckers convoy and, and a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff kind of swelling up 50 republican governors were there a few days ago as our 25 republican governors were there a few days ago so uh, we just we had the opportunity and i just thought well you know what um, have a lot of points saved up with air and hotel, so it didn't cost taxpayers a dime, and it didn't cost uh, my donors a dime. So uh, we went down there and had an amazing opportunity to hold a press conference. And while we were there, uh, we met a um, a wonderful lady, uh, Julie Clark, who is running for Representative uh, Garcia, who is a, a oh, way wow. left Republican. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had several retired uh, border agents that teamed up with us they got us in some pretty awesome places so uh, we go down there it's texas we get uh, into uh, el paso the first stop we made it's called camp firefly and it is a big migrant camp literally was built um, just in the last few months and this facility sets on about 40 acres i mean you're sitting there looking at these places it sees white tent big tall air facilities that and 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 it's massive it looks like its own little city Mm. the border patrol agents are all sitting outside you know ensuring safety uh we were told that uh, the border patrol agent was you know kind of oversaw the the entire camp if he would have been there i think we would have received admission to go in and see what was going on but it was all civilians with a with a new group that President Biden had established. A bunch of young people were out, uh, you know, monitoring the gates and letting admission. And, and they were the ones that obviously wouldn't let us in because they figured out who we were. <laughs> but while we were there, it was really ominous because um, I guess upon the heels of the um, so that would have been probably Saturday. I guess there was a bomb threat there. Mm-hmm. So they evacuated the camp and got everyone out. Well, they were in the process of bringing them back. So watching these busloads of illegal aliens coming in uh, was was ominous. It was it was it was frightening. But yet to look in those windows and see their faces, it was you know, it, it did. It, it made your heart break. Um but so so then you know i've got all that going on so then we go down to the actual border the river uh down at uh, shelby park i think where um you know where they where the uh, texas national guard was putting up uh, all the razor wire uh, they had uh, the texas national guard and, and the state police were out on airboats uh you know up and down the river constantly it had just rained so the the river levels was high and the water was rushing so they said you know there wasn't much going on walking with the texas national guard and some of the border patrol agents i am uh, again standing on american property seeing this razor wire and then seeing all the trash uh, that laid around and, and the trash 
children's shoes, yeah. socks, yeah. underwear. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. the heartbreaking aspect yeah. of it. It is terrible. We were just talking in the last segment. We've talked a lot about this when we've discussed the border. That as much as it is an, as important it is to put a system in place at the border that works, policies that work. It's also just as important to stop the invi- the open door invitation right. because the the trek that many of these families and people go on is treacherous, is treacherous right. and Horrible. dangerous mm-hmm. and they're being lied to in some cases and oh, t- many cases yeah. and and we need to not be putting people through that journey just as much as we need to not be letting people unchecked right into our country and that's the key i, I really think talking to a lot of the border patrol agents doing the research you know while running for congress i we've got everything we need in place the border's been opened up and these people have been invited to come over and unchecked so um you know the i i um, obviously while we were there there were no crossings taking place i asked um i asked one of the texas national guard women what's what's the most what's the most interesting mm-hmm. sad thing you've seen and she said as they were putting the wire up uh when there were still masses of people coming not everybody could get through they were beginning to turn them away and and uh you know mothers were pushing their children through the wire trying to get them through and um and that's you know so it's just frustrating what can we have to ask ourselves the answer isn't always just coming here the answer is what can we be doing more to help you know these 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 drug cartels i mean they're they're existing and they're powerful because we're allowing it to be here in the u.s how many years have we been talking about this fentanyl crisis Mm -hmm. sex trafficking Mm -hmm. you know my daughter abigail went on a uh, went on a mission trip with rafa house in thailand uh about 15 years ago and i thought that stuff just took place over there and then I began to realize that no, not only is it here, but Super Bowl week, not, not Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl week, that's one of the, that's one of the largest times of sex trafficking Ugh. in the, in the world. Terrible. When it was over in Indianapolis a few years ago, um, you know, law enforcement, yeah. FBI, there's lots of rings. So anyway, I, I, I know we're, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm getting you off on well, a different show, but that's, yeah. that's when I come back Part here. Of it. Well, it is because these, Failed politicians that have been serving forever, and I'm calling for term limits. Why aren't we worrying about, why aren't we trying to fix this mm-hmm. instead of putting Band-Aids on things, calling for more laws? No, we, we people don't need to be coming in here illegally. We have a process. I stood in the state house arguing with my, my friends on the other side of the aisle, the Democrats, and, and, and you know, calling for uh, just everything from um, uh, uh, voter ID. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd stand up and they'd rail. It was always economic, and and uh, we we can't do that because it's going to cost too much. Well, I'd I'd gladly give five dollars a card to to give somebody a free driver's license or or a voter ID card, or then then that usually worked in its way into migration, letting these people just come and giving them no. Let's make it easier. The and they would stand up and tell us the the stories of having to come up with three hundred dollars for the initial application to become a citizen. What better use of our taxpayer money this day and age, maybe to help some of these people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to do some of this. Let's think outside the box. But first and foremost, we and I saw it. I saw it firsthand. We have to we have to secure our border. 
We have to stop this inflow, this invasion, because these millions of people, of which my opponent has voted amnesty for several times, these people are going to change the course of our country, the course of this constitutional republic, if we don't keep it in check. I fear that that might be in and of itself the uh, the grand plan. Yeah, and that well, that's why I wanted to. Uh, that is exactly why I wanted to start with the border and and your trip down there because I think that even. People, even like Katie and I, and 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 people that cover the news and keep an eye on on the border and and other important issues on a daily basis, when you are constantly hearing the same talking points from both sides and the same arguments, it can start. You can start to glaze over. And I think that so many people. I think that it when people hear a firsthand account like you just gave of the realities at the border or they see it for themselves if if they're ever able to then it cuts through and it becomes much more real than the same two-minute talking point debate that we've heard in the news for so long so i think that it's such i think that spreading that awareness of the realities of the border is such an important part of Mm -hmm. this election and just going forward period well i wasn't even in 2016 when president trump ran uh, for president and then started talking about a wall. I'm going to be honest with you. I was one of those that just weren't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't checked into government, not until, you know, 2017 when I ran for state rep. But how many years have been taught? Have we been talking? How many years has Congress of our elected officials known about these, this, this problem of this border and, and this sex trafficking drug trafficking that's coming across here and and it's been ignored and why and now it's reached its pinnacle and uh, we have a pretty serious problem on our hands yep so let's talk about the race for a minute we're talking to uh, darren bailey who is running for congress in the illinois 12th district uh big part of a huge chunk of illinois big part of the st louis metro area and then goes east and southeast <laughs> it's a it's a it's a large it's a large uh chunk of the state there and i had a chance to meet you several weeks ago along with uh donald trump jr at a rally in I, i'm effingham. effingham illinois that's it it's it uh which i'm that i'm embarrassed by that because i have a friend from effingham and i'm drawing Ooh. a blank on his on his hometown um so i i wanted to 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 talk about the race but start there with the connection to the Trump family how did that how did how did you make that connection and start to team up with and work with the the Trump family in their effort not only at the presidency for Donald Trump but you know to uh, starting in 2024 hopefully put the country on a new path yeah <clears throat> there's a very wonderful uh, uh, lady in Chicago that is pretty well President Trump's largest personal donor and his largest fundraiser. And she first came uh, through a particular incident in contact with the Congresswoman Mary Miller. Uh, she's this this lady in, F- in uh, Chicago is a, is a Jewish woman by faith. So uh, she made connections with uh, Mary Miller after the initial January 6th uh, situation. There were some comments taken totally out of context from Congress- Congresswoman Mary. Uh, Miller. So uh, this lady made contact with her and wanted to talk. She said, I, I understand exactly what you said, and I want to help you help you with the uh, the Jewish people, uh, you know, get them, get them, make sure they understand, which they did. Uh, so then through that, and when she found out that uh, uh, Mary was from Southern Illinois, she said, well, who's this Darren Bailey that, you know, had, had you know, sued the governor and did some other, who is that? <laughs> and um, so 
we made we got on her radar pretty well that's how that happened and then uh, it was uh oh gosh december of 21 was the first time that i met she invited me to come out to mar lago and, and meet with president trump and and um, that's when it all kind of uh, uh, began so just it's kind of interesting you know good friends doing good things mm-hmm. and um so i met with him several times and she is a uh, she's a powerhouse so uh, been out there many times and and she was the one pretty well that uh, convinced him that he needed to be you know supporting us and getting some of these rhinos out of the way and and it, you know it's it's interesting there's there's two little facts <laughs> regarding my race and I've, I've got to plug it some of this in but you, you, people just don't know mm-hmm. you know in 2016 when president trump was uh was and i'm running for like you said congress the 12th congressional district mike bost is the current congressman over there yeah uh, he's he you know uh, who is a, who is a republican and that's the, the kind of the next question I'm sure what you Thank were going you to address much. because that is going to be I mean we've yeah. we've seen that we've seen it on full display in the state of Missouri yeah. recently with the Missouri Freedom Caucus and Republicans calling out other Republicans yeah. you know that uh, you know that maybe haven't lived up to their campaign promises and things like that and we've seen it on full display in Washington DC as well so this is yeah. uh, this is good it's kind of a new thing for I mean we're not I, I, I don't think voters are used to seeing the parties you know candidates go against each other but it's certainly happening more and more now and that is this, th- that's this exact uh, situation good. which I think is one of the very interesting and one of the reasons that your race is so important so well there's nothing wrong with it I want to let yeah. everyone know that it's actually very healthy if you got a family and you've got problems the worst possible thing that you could do is stay silent speak up let others know that, that hey i'm not happy here there's problems and that's basically what i've done for two years as a state rep for two years as a state senator in illinois and then running for con- uh, governor and we get back and i realize cindy and i both we believe this is this is a calling for us this is our mission field and that doesn't we understand full well you know it is, we're not guaranteed victory it's just this is the journey we're on and, and it is a spiritual journey for us so we get back to the farm a, a year ago and with the boys and we're soaking up grandkids we have a four children and 13 grandkids oh, that's wow. a big reason yeah. why we're on this journey but congratulations i came on home that. one day thank you i came home one day and i just said man there's there's something here that's just not it's just i think we still have work to do so we prayed we fasted for a time and um we realized that okay our mission field still government well I, I knew there was no need to go back to, to springfield because see we're in the super minority there you, you don't matter unless you compromise your values and i can tell you that about two-thirds of the republicans in the house and in the senate in illinois are compromising their values as we speak so um we thought and we considered and asked ourselves okay what about congress i have no desire in and of myself to go to uh, to go to dc but <laughs> i got on con- i got on conservativereview.com there's some conservative score cards out there and that doesn't mean they're republican sites that just means they grade bills that are affecting our lives uh, you know faith freedom family finances and all, so on conservativereview.com so I, I looked it up you can find your congressperson you can see their score and then you can look at every bill that was graded that they voted for or against and and uh, find out what that was about well, there was Congresswoman Mary Miller with a 95% A plus a year ago, and that's she was number 13 out of 283 Republicans. Mm. Um, on it's down the line, no, it's not. <laughs> on down the line, probably uh, probably 120 or so was a Darren LaHood. He was a he was a 72 percent. That's a C minus. I'm not proud of that, but you know what? I wouldn't have primaried that. Mm. You know, we're just sitting here. Okay, where do you, where do we belong? 
But then yeah. for Southern Illinois, the Southern third, pretty well I-70, everything south mm-hmm. of Illinois, the 12th Congressional District, when I saw uh, my congressman a, a year ago with a 50% voting record, an F minus, so I began to think, how, how did this happen? And, and I began to research, and, and that's what I saw. I saw votes against the Second Amendment. I saw amnesty votes for, for millions of illegal aliens. I saw someone who continuously votes yes for our national budget that gives $500 million to Planned Parenthood. I mean, people like Mary Miller stand up and say, I'm not voting for this budget until you remove, you know, until you remove this. Mm-hmm. Where's our voice at? Where's, where's the noise at to get our country back on track? My opponent is co-chair of the Main Street Caucus. The Main Street Caucus, as opposed to the Freedom Caucus, Mm -hmm. has about as much daylight between it as Republicans and Democrats. In 2016, when President Trump was running for president, my opponent is on record supporting John Kasich. The, the, remember the wow. governor from the mm-hmm. first We were just official, talking about John Kasich, I think, yeah. with Chris the yeah. other day. Yeah. Okay, the first official <laughs> never-Trumper. And then when he lost, he boycotted the Republican convention. He's on record with all this stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, I Famously. Mean, yeah, where, I just don't know where it to stops at. And mm-hmm. so... Well, it, 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 I, unfortunately, we're, we're almost out of time with Darren Bailey. I hope we can get you back on. Oh, I'd be honored. Because there's so, many, there's so many questions and so many issues that I want to dig in with you. But the, the point you make is, is so clear, uh, especially for Illinois. I mean, it goes for everybody. But the, the voters in Illinois, I was mentioning uh, before you, you came on when we were talking about having you in. If you look at the county map of Illinois, just like if you look at the county map for uh, the whole country, red and blue, Illinois is a very red state, yeah. it, but the because of the huge population center in Chicago, and whether you can defeat that that population center advantage or not, you definitely have a strong voice and a lot of support throughout the state if you're a Republican voter, and so being involved in the primaries, in the generals, and having your voice heard, it's not as defeated as I think some people think it is. Because exactly. Of, so that's why I think your Thank race you. is so important, and I hope that we can have you you back on uh, soon and, and throughout the season uh, to get into some of the issues. In the meantime, if people are listening and they want to learn more about your campaign and how to get involved and all that good stuff, website, social media. BaileyforIllinois.com is the webpage. Get on there, join us, support us. A Facebook page. Look for Darren Bailey with the blue certification mark. That's where most of our action. I'm on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, and Matt Gates is coming to Marion on uh, February the 16th here in about a week and a half to oh. endorse me. Uh, details of that are coming out as well. So we got a lot going on. You want to find out more about my opponent, go to amnestymike.com and check that out. God bless you and thank you so much. Yeah, Darren Bailey, great to have you in studio. You, Hope to talk to you again soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.